T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All about Caitlin Clark today, Perloff. She becomes the all-time leading scorer in women's Division I history. She does it with flair and style, the deep threes, and she broke the record on a three-pointer from the logo. Yeah, I feel like this is awesome, but it's the prelude to what's coming up in March because all eyes are really going to be on her come tournament. This is, has to be the most exciting women's tournament in forever because every, they're the number four team, Iowa, can she do it? Can she get over that hump to be a champion? Yeah, and I think that's an important part of the story. I mean, she is all t- like already shattering records in terms of television ratings, or she's helping to shatter records. She's filling 50,000-seat arenas. The tickets on the secondary market are insane. This type of – she's like a phenom beyond just being an all-time great basketball player. However – If you do want to put any basketball player, I think, in the conversation about the greatest of all time, I think they have to have won a title. And whether that's fair or not, because how basketball is where one player can really have the most influence determining the outcome of a game, to not have a title, I think, would be something missing on her resume, and that would not put her above uh, Diana Taurasi or put her above a Breonna Stewart or above a Cheryl Miller even or a Candace Parker. Yeah, I think that... Uh, she falls into the Steph Curry game changer category, as you mentioned earlier in the show. Bo Jackson, Larry Bird never won a title. There's just certain situations, especially in college sport, because it's such a small window. You only have four years right. where you could take an underdog and become super famous, even if you don't win at all. EJ, do we have some poll results? So we put it out there mm-hmm. and asked you at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, does Caitlin Clark, you know, does she need to win to be to be considered the greatest of all time? And again, I would expand this out, not just women's hoops. I think this is basketball in general. You know, Patrick Ewing and Charles Barkley will never be considered the greatest of all time because they didn't win. Now, there's other reasons, but that they don't get in the conversation because they didn't win. For basketball, I do think it's different. EJ, what are the results? So we asked, does Caitlin Clark need to win an extra title to be in the GOAT conversation for women's college basketball? So for, uh, we have 55% say no. 50, 45% say yes. So 55% say no, she, uh, she does not need to win a title. Uh, 45% say yes, she does. Now, Perloff, I think what's interesting, and you can go vote at Maggie and Perloff, um, you also think quarterbacks should fall into this category as well. I was going to say basketball just because, like, we never talk about LeBron even anywhere near Michael Jordan if he didn't win titles. We're not talking about, you know, Kareem or Magic or any of these guys as being greatest if they don't win titles. And I think football is different. You're one of 22 people yeah. on the field. There's so you're not playing defense. There's so much. It's such a collision sport. But yeah. you think quarterbacks should be oh. judged on this too? Well, quarterbacks are 
are like basketball players. They touch the ball every time. Right. So as much of a team sport as it is, they have such control of the game. I mean, I know they hand the ball off sure, a lot. Sure. But still, the, they just – wins is a quarterback stat to me. That that one I differ with a lot of people on because they have such an outsized influence. We just saw it in the Super Bowl. I mean, who won that game? You can point to every assistant coach, every play call. At the end of the day, Patrick Mahomes was the key. Yep. Also because Patrick Mahomes can use his legs. So I feel like quarterback – uh, breaks all my rules because I'm a system quarterback guy. I do feel like you could support guys around there, yeah. but you have to have you have to have a certain level of quarterback or you're not winning a title. There's no other position like that. Basketball is even more so. I mean, you knew LeBron was going to win a title and you knew Jordan was going to win a title. So now that's I'm going against my own thing with Caitlin Clark. Um, if she never wins in the WNBA, then that that I think will be also be a red flag. But she'll have. 14 years to do that, right? right, right. Do you expect her to win? I w- I'd be surprised if Caitlin Clark would never won an NBA title. She's going to be the number one pick in this year's WNBA draft. So I think it's harder in college. I think you could judge college a little differently because you can have a super team like UConn who just blocks everybody out of the title. Like UCLA blocked everyone out for 10 years. So I think you can be in the GOAT conversation without a title. Interesting. You know what's happening in the WNBA, though, is like a little bit what happened to the NBA, which is, you know, super teams and and joining these sort of factions with Las Vegas and with the Liberty. And so I don't know if she's necessarily, if she's, you know, Indiana fever, right? They have the number one overall pick. So she gets, she goes there and she plays her whole career. Could it be a Reggie Miller situation where Reggie was in Indiana, Mm. never even made it to a finals. He was, you know, great player. But again, the super team stuff has come to the WNBA yeah. just like it came to the NBA. I think for basketball, you you just you do need a title to be considered an all-time great. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I don't love what Caitlin Clark is doing or appreciate her impact. And as her coach was saying, let's ride this wave with women's basketball. You know, let's keep this popularity yeah. going. And I hope they can. But football, I give a little bit more grace. Like I can think that Barry Sanders was the greatest of all time and he didn't win. I can think greatest player or greatest running back. I could probably say greatest player if I if I wanted to make a case. I, th- I thought Jerry Rice for a lot of my life was considered the greatest football player of all time as a Definitely. wide receiver. Now yeah. he won, so it was a little different. But there's just so many other factors. I think football is the ultimate team sport. Yeah. So I don't know if I judge the same way. But again, we think Tom Brady's the greatest, and it's not because he was a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. It's because he has seven rings. But if we are comparing the NFL, and I know some of those guys are talking about our pre-style cap era, but still, the NFL to women's college basketball. Women's college basketball has come a long way, but in the parity department, it's still got a long ways to sure, go. Sure. So when you talk about the NFL and winning a championship – like, there's a lot of parity. Like, a lot of teams have won NFL Super Bowls, NFL way. Championships yeah. before. Like, in college basketball, for a long time, we've seen kind of the haves and the have-nots. There's been two or three or maybe sometimes the most four programs that have a chance every year to win a national championship. And then there's just everybody else. Right. Like, so for Kaitlyn Clark, who did not go to one of those Blue Bloods, is it fair to hold her to that same standard when you know that you're going against other stacked teams? I mean, last year, LSU yeah. was a stacked team, and some of these other teams that have come throughout the years, your Yukons, your Baylors, your Tennessees under Pat Summit, like, those are stacked teams, and Caitlin Clark didn't join that kind of team. So when we're comparing her to other great women, those are women that played on teams that were great. I get it, but what are we talking about here? Best of the best of the best. I'm not saying, you know, yeah. is she a top 10 player? Is she a top 20 player? We're asking, is she, like, a top three you know, so I don't mind having the most ridiculous of high standards, even because we're talking about putting her in such high, uh, such high esteem. Well, I the other thing too, if we're talking about 
college basketball history, you can't ignore what happened with Angel Reese, too. Angel Reese, and correct me if I'm wrong, basically came out and said we're overrating her because she's white, and she's the great white hype. So I think, too, that that is part of this conversation with her. She became a huge national story last year because of what Angel Reese said. Mm. So I, I think that that is always going to be in the conversation. I mean, you remember what happened when LSU beat her. She did the face thing. Well, Caitlin has Caitlin did the John Cena, you can't yeah. see me, and then Angel Reese did it back. I, I like when people talk trash to each other. I like the fact that, you know, there was a little bit of, you know, bad blood. It never crossed over to anything that got, you know, unsavory. Uh, but it was, well, I, I it do, was some bad blood. I think that people are going to say, what about the black players on this list? Yeah. Are they getting underrated behind her? Well, but it's not just, there aren't, it, it wouldn't just be black players too. I mean, Diana Taurasi would be on this list. You'd be putting over Diana Taurasi. Sue Bird. Sue Bird would be another one. I mean, right. But then somebody would say, was she really better than Shamika Holtzclaw? I mean. Well, that's what I'm saying. Shamika Holtzclaw won. Yeah. So I I don't think she is because I don't think you can put her above any of these people no matter what their race is if she doesn't win. Yeah, that that it's an interesting point. That but I do think is is that not part of this story? I do think it is because of what happened last year. It was I mean, listen, every politician was talking about her last year. It became well, so huge. And there was a big faux pas obviously that the first lady had yes. when they lost, Iowa lost and the first lady Joe Biden said, "Well, can't we invite both teams to the White House?" And that got people yes. really upset because it was that was an all-time boneheaded blunder thing to say. Even if you want a kumbaya moment, and I'm not trying to come down hard on the first lady. She's not the commissioner of sports. But you can't say that. You know, the winner get to the victor goes the spoils. Even in this, hey, we're all supporting each other and go women, you still have to acknowledge there was a winner and a loser in that, that game. It's sort of what I mean. is like her star power gets confused with her goat. Like, is she the greatest player of all time? Is she the biggest star? Is she the biggest ratings? Why is she the biggest ratings? Right. There's just so much more here. It's also different eras. Steph Curry kind of, she learned about the logo shot from Sabrina Ionescu. Right. Uh, 30 years ago, players didn't have access to that kind of shot, right? They weren't doing that. So maybe all these greats could have done it. She built off of Kelsey Plum and Sabrina Ionescu. So I do think, by the way, she beat Kelsey Plum. Nobody talks about Kelsey Plum on the all-time list. She was amazing as well. She was. uh, But she didn't win, so maybe she finished (laughs) Like This is is part of it. And Ionescu, unfortunately, the uh, COVID came in and canceled both the men's and women's tournaments this year, and then she went on to the WNBA. Uh, How big is this story going to be? It's Right now, it's February 16th. 16th March is she going to be the biggest star in the world in a month is she going to be the person we're talking about most yes she will have the moment she will own March unless the, somehow they get upset early on in the tournament um she will own the month yeah and I mean rightfully so for all sports well you know what South Carolina is going to have a, a something to say about this they are really oh good I mean this tournament that's why I'm very curious how this is going to go because again the women's basketball this year the amount of parity we've seen Way more upsets inside the top ten and the top five than we're used to seeing. This is one of the greatest years we've had for in terms of balance when it comes to women's basketball. Like uh, Caitlin Clark's amazing. I mean, they lost to Nebraska last week. It wasn't yeah, like right. they lost to she you didn't know, score in the fourth quarter. Right. It's not like they lost to UConn. They lost to you know South Carolina. Like this is going to be a tournament probably more akin to what we've seen from the men's March Madness, mm. where I, I, I don't know if I could just pencil in Iowa and say, yep, definitely not championship or even definitely Final Four. So I, I hope for the game's sake and for Caitlin's sake and for Iowa's sake that we get them 
deep into this tournament, but they're not going to be able to just walk over these teams. I also, what happens to LSU has come down a little bit, but what if they storm back because I think their coach and their star player gets a lot of attention, and Stanford, it seems like a high-profile team this year, too. Uh, in the chat, youtube.com slash Radio, twitch.tv slash Radio, or Maggie's karaoke pants, which I famously ripped. Well, it wasn't famous. Uh, it was on my own time. I ripped them and didn't realize it and walked 12 blocks home with just ripped pants. Um, says, Caitlin Clark is an amazing player. She's not the GOAT. She's a tremendously popular player. Popularity does not equal GOAT. Yep. That's a really interesting question with her. Is it more the popularity or the quality of play? Well, and or also, both? let's talk about it because it's the popularity in a sport that generally was more of a niche sport. You can be super popular in the NBA do you really move the needle for the NBA? That's already a multi-billion dollar year. I, I think as much as... Does it as, mean more because she's doing it in a niche sport? Sorry. I think while it's it's one of those things where I, I, I could appreciate the sentiment, I just don't think it's realistic. Like, Michael Jordan, part of the reason why we think Michael Jordan's the greatest, and I think he's the greatest, I'm not. I'm one of those people, but it is because of the shoes. It is because of the Gary commercials. It. it is because of Like Mike. All those things, like... It all matters. Yep. Like, like it, it, it matters with Babe Ruth. Like, Babe Ruth was not just also in no runs. He was a folk hero. Right. Like, and there's a folk hero-ness to when we talk about these goats. Again, Tom Brady, celebrity, dating, marrying Giselle. Like, it, it, it all goes into it. I think but, Caitlin has that. She's a folk hero. Right. She's a folk hero as well. So, I need to say that that doesn't matter is, like, you could say that, but like into the masses, it definitely does. But who wins multiple titles and doesn't become a folk hero? You have to be like Babe Ruth at sixty homers, and the next guy was like a twenty. Well, but Russell has eleven, and we don't like, and and he's mm. you know he's a hero in, in other regards, civil rights hero, and in other you know just as a person. But we don't think of him as Michael Jordan. Yeah, but that was a different era of NBA. I mean, if he was pl- if he won ten titles in a row in the eighties, maybe it would have been different. Yeah, I mean, Will Chamberlain's a folk hero because of the hundred. He points. only won two. Right, but the hundred point game. Right, by the way, one sport. If if you take out the PEDs, there's no doubt who the greatest baseball player of all time is. Yeah, Barry. And he certainly didn't win a title. He came close, but baseball, baseball is so different. Baseball, today. you definitely, you know, I think Shohei is the number one player in the league right now, and never he never played in a playoff. Game. Yeah, and Mike Trout's like <laughs> the second best player, and he's played in what three playoff games? Or yeah, you can get to the Hall of Fame without any postseason success, like yeah. Ernie Banks or someone like that. Yeah, you don't. It's the opposite. You mentioned that you have the ball in your hand all the time in basketball, so you better win at a high level. Baseball, they know that you can't do anything as one person. No, and the, the, listen, baseball, they don't even, and actually basketball does this too, but not in college. You know, they don't even count the postseason stats in your stats like that's crazy to me i to, what do you what do you oh like, like what do you in mean? your counting stats like the your your, your stats your for the season yeah. for your averages and stuff the postseason doesn't count like an aaron judge for whatever he does in the postseason we don't use that stat to talk about his season right that's every sport no, it's not, college football. not college football and not, not college basketball. Yeah, not college but basketball they don't have po- they well until recently they didn't really have postseasons. I mean, yeah, but bowl games count yeah, and postseason games, games count, right, count but, now on your totals. Right, but and obviously NBA, NHL, NBA doesn't, NFL, and, uh, and baseball doesn't. I always thought that's crazy. It's like you, the, they, these are the more pressure packed. In theory, these are the bigger games yeah. against better competition. Why those stats don't count when we talk? Why LeBron's postseason numbers don't count towards him being the uh, the leading scorer in NBA history is crazy. Well, I do think that it's what I love about baseball is that you actually wipe away your regular season stats when the when the playoffs start. Like I kind of like the aspect of like what you did in the regular season doesn't matter. Now we haven't got to that point with the NFL or you know the NBA where we still consider oh this guy averaged thirty points a game and. 
the NBA that we're going to show that on the screen. But yeah, in, James Harden. And right. then what did he do in the postseason? I know, yeah. Right. But in Major League Baseball, like, you know, it's the ALCS. And I'm seeing Aaron, you know, Alex Rodriguez come to the plate. I see 115. It's like, whoa, this is Alex Rodriguez. But it, it does show, hey, this is a, a new season. So I, I think baseball probably has it closest. Well, baseball, you no, baseball it, but it's a little to, different. Baseball has to do this thing. They have 162 games, and you need to keep it 162 so you can keep the records uniform. Like you knew, actually, though, Maris had less games. You, you know, you have an idea when someone hits 50 homers, oh, that means something, right? Where, like, that, that's why baseball can't, one of the reasons people don't want to change the length is so the records stay pristine. I know, but I think we look at different numbers now. I mean, I, I think, again, you're doing it in a, it, and it's, in theory, the more difficult stage. Oh, I hear you. Right. So that's what I'm talking about. Anyway, Caitlin Clark, that's the headliner. She's the headliner today because she becomes the all-time leading scorer in women's Division One history. But can you be considered the greatest of all time or in the conversation if she doesn't win a title? 855-212-4CBS. All right. Let's do quarterback matchmaker next. We'll do that. Then we'll do our NBA all-time slam dunk draft which I know Perloff has been like up all night in the lab. Oh, I don't even need, I don't even need to study. I've been doing this ranking my entire life. I used to spend half my childhood was spent recreating dunks on that little Nerf. plastic rim you put on the door jam and I could do all of them. Uh, wow. We yeah. need, we need video of that. Oh Can you my do God. it now? Probably not. Well, actually, yeah. I mean, I'm tall. I'm 6'4 now, so I could probably do it. <laughs> <laughs> when you were 5'4, wasn't it? It wasn't easy. as easy. Maybe we need like a Nerf backboard thing for our studio. That would be cool. Well, one of the, one of the, um, one of our other shows here, they have like a little pop shot in their office. That's true. Which I'm like, oh, I wish we, wish we would have thought of that one. <laughs> well, we can. It feels weird if we just do it the same thing. We can't do the same. Yeah. But Nerf hoop, I think we can do. It's a little different. All right. I don't know if Amazon we, we need some height here, though. Because this is kind of a, you got lights all up in the ceiling. I think someone's going to get majorly injured if we set up <laughs> we'll a rim fine. in here. The only the time camera. those lights have been touched was when Maggie jumped on the table to smash Carson Wentz. I think we'll be fine. That's true. That was worth it. <laughs> I also jumped on the table once to step on Perloff like uh, oh, Draymond Green stepped on Sabonis. I saw that footage as well when I was compiling the best of Maggie and Perloff yeah. in 2023. By the way, I just looked up for the first time. We have millions of dollars of camera and lighting equipment in the studio. <laughs> what is going on here? That's why we look what so good. They're all pointed away from us and not on. <laughs> That's why we look so awesome. YouTube.com slash CBS Radio, Twitch.tv slash CBS I'm sure Peace Force could have a full breakdown on how they put these lights together and yes, how they, 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 didn't, they didn't actually raise it. They actually created them on the ground and then put it up and how that was so much better. Yeah, that was even better the second time. Maggie and Perloff, <laughs> 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, we play quarterback matchmaker. Don't move. Oh, yes. Little NFL films music. Super Bowl in the rear view mirror. NFL offseason is here. I'm really, this is going to be a good one, Maggie. This is going to be a great six months of ignoring sports that are actually happening and talking NFL football. <laughs> we love doing that around here. So let's do a little game we like to call quarterback matchmaker. EJ is going to give us a team with an uncertain quarterback situation. We'll tell you who we think should be their starting quarterback in 2024. EJ, hit us up. Okay, let's go to a city we were just at, Las Vegas. Of course, they had Aiden O'Connell. Um, they started with Jimmy Garoppolo. So new coach, new general manager. What happens with the Las Vegas Raiders? You guys have 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, my. They, if they don't draft a quarterback, if they bring in another Jimmy G type, I am 
throwing away all my Raiders jerseys. They need a long-term answer here. It's been, it feels like, I know Derek Carr was good, but it feels like forever since they were really just guaranteed to win because of their quarterback. Well, I'll tell you who it's going to be. It's going to be Michael Penix. I think it should be Penix. Oh, I love right that now, they are sitting at 13. You might need a trade up here, and I would do it. You have Luke Getzey now as your new offensive coordinator. Put Michael Penix in a dome. You want somebody who's got a little bit of experience under their belt. I love Penix for the Raiders. Don't love Getzey, but yes, I Whatever. agree with you. I <laughs> yeah. think that's a great fit. Okay, let's go to Chicago. They got a big question mark here. Who's the quarterback match for the Chicago Bears? Caleb Williams, Caleb Williams, I'm not getting moved off my spot. I don't care what kind of reports come out. I don't care if Caleb Williams doesn't want to go to the Bears. I don't care about that. They should take yeah. him. They will take him. They will call his bluff. Caleb Williams will be the Bears quarterback. I totally agree with you, except I'm going to have one caveat. I think the scenario with Justin Fields is still there is in play. Because to keep them both. Yes, because it's going to be hard for teams to trade for Justin Fields because that means they have to pay him immediately, and I don't think they want to do that. Well, you could just pick up his fifth-year option. You could, but you know how NFL trades are. The agents get really – if you trade for a guy, there's pressure to resign him. It's tough. Let's go to New York. How about the New York football Giants? Daniel Jones coming back from several injuries, including torn ACL. Uh, what do we think about the New York Giants? You're going to have to trade with New England Patriots up to three to get Jaden Daniels or Drake May. You so badly need a quarterback. I know you have Daniel Jones one year, and I know you need a wide. How long have you needed a uh, big-time wide receiver there? Forever, as far as I can remember, except Odell. So I think you go quarterback hard in the draft here. I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off necessarily, but that's a goal. I have zero faith in the New York Giants that they're going to be able to do anything here. Daniel Jones is going to be your starting quarterback. They'll call, they'll bring in some kind of backup, whether it's Tyrod again, Kobe Brissett, whatever. Nobody to compete with him. I do not have faith that the New York Giants are going to get this right. They're at six. They're so close. Yeah, but New England's not trading with anybody. How about Minnesota? They're also they also have a quarterback coming off of a, a key injury. Kirk Cousins torn the Achilles, also free agent. Yeah. So uh, who's playing the quarterback for the Vikings? I'll go Kirk Chains. It's going to be Kirk back in Minnesota. They they pick eleven, so it doesn't take them off the board for a quarterback. But I I don't know if they're going to trade up. I know they haven't been in love with Kirk Cousins, but they just found out what life was like without Kirk Cousins, and I think it probably scared him. I think he gets another two year deal. I totally agree. I mean, where's their more perfect fit personality-wise? And Justin Jefferson is going to leave if they don't bring back Kirk Cousins. That's a big factor, too. It's got to be Kirk. Okay, final one here. Pretty tumultuous situation on Denver. Denver Broncos. Doesn't seem like they want Russ back, but he's got a lot of money, so we'll figure out how they figure that out. What does the Denver Broncos do? Uh, Post-June 1 cut for Russ. They, you know, we knew that uh, a short quarterback fits with Sean Payton. They just had the wrong short quarterback. Baker was great in Tampa Bay. Sean Payton made a joke about how good he was the other day. Oh, wow. Baker Mayfield, Denver Broncos, reunite the sort of Drew Brees offense. Let's go. All right. Uh, I think Denver Broncos drafting J.J. McCarthy. Ooh. This is... I know that Sean Payton isn't big on young QBs, but I think this is a, a point where they are listed, they're picking at 12. Yeah. You might be able to get McCarthy here, depending on how the draft breaks for you. And listen, what's one of the things that they love about Russ? Not so much Drew Brees, but Russ, his ability to move around. 
right? I yeah. mean, J.J. McCarthy gives you that. He can play. Quarterbacks who can use their legs can play right away. And I think J.J. McCarthy is going to be a Denver Broncos. I can't get over they are looking for Drew Brees. And J.J. McCarthy's all physical tools. No Drew Brees. I mean, they didn't they even let him throw. Hill. <laughs> they, yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Uh uh, yeah, I, I think that he wants to get back. He's got to win immediately, right? He can't develop J.J. McCarthy. If Peyton has another losing season. I think if they have a new, if they start over with a young quarterback, gives you a little Gizzle bit more Lee, of a right? grace period. Listen, I, Baker Mayfield's going to take out Patrick Mahomes. Come on, you got to bring it in this division. Uh, I don't know. I just feel like who's the closest player right now to Drew Brees to run that Peyton system? And it was I thought it could be Russ. I was high on Russ, eh, not so much. Uh, let's go back to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. We've been asking you about Caitlin Clark becomes the all-time leading scorer in women's Division One history, but can she be considered the greatest of all time if she never wins a title? Marcus is in Seattle, wants to weigh in. Good morning, Marcus. Hello. Marcus going once. Marcus put you on hold. Peter Schwartz is here with headlines. Pierre. We're still going with Pierre? I, unless you come up with something different. I think it suits you. Know, you. Very debonair. How, how about I'm back with you guys on Tuesday? Okay. So how about we, like, take the weekend to kind of, <laughs> okay. like, we'll, we'll caucus with yeah. our people. I'll caucus with my family, some other friends okay. who are into wrestling. What do we'll, you have against Pierre? I just. You're not French. I, it's, I just don't think Pierre, like, fits this. This? This. I don't <laughs> you're, think you're here, making us like, like your head like, to toe. I, I, I don't like, like, I, I need something I think a little bit more. Listen. So are you pulling the creative control card? No. Like, what are you, Scott, I got it. Scott no, Hall I'm in 98? Like, what are we doing? No, well, let's not, let's not pull a Montreal screw job here again now. Let's, you know, I'm just saying is that I, I just don't think Pierre is a good fit. I could see you a beret. You're smoking a cigarette. You know, you're dressed in black and white stripes. Maybe your face is painted like a mime. I don't know. We're just spitballing yeah. here. Yeah. Do you remember right. Rene Goulet? I remember Rene Goulet. <laughs> Rene the Hand Goulet, I think. Yeah. Cafe yeah. Rene. What? What's what that? was it, Pete? I thought he had a... Didn't he have a... No, that's something else. Never mind. <laughs> but no, he, he, he was... All the way, Rene? He was a uh, he was a, a jobber and then ended up being uh, a road agent for WWE. What's a jobber? Yeah, guy who guy, 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 like lost every match. Oh, right, match. jobber. Okay. Okay. Jones was... Like a... Uh, Brooklyn like, Brawler. Like, Mike, back in the day when wrestling yeah. was on Saturday mornings and Hulk Hogan would... Yeah. Just destroy some tomato can. Yeah, yeah he'd have like a real name, like Bill Smith or something. There yeah. would be no nickname. <laughs> okay. He'd have a one-piece single. Jose Luis Santana? Rivera. Rivera, Rivera, sorry. Uh, what do we have for headlines, sir? Uh, let's begin with college basketball. Big night for Iowa star Caitlin Clark. In the paint, Celia with 12. A Fulter free throw line extended left. Clark comes off a screen three pointer. Oh, Swish! Left to the top of the key. And there it is. <laughs> 49 for Caitlin Clark. The single best scoring performance by an Iowa basketball player. That was the call on Learfield IMG. Iowa star Caitlin Clark scoring a career-high 49 points in the Hawkeyes' 106-89 win over Michigan. And with a first-half three-pointer, she became the all-time NCAA women's scoring leader. Honestly, like, warming up, like, my shot just felt good, so I knew it was going to be kind of one of those nights and kind of played with a little bit more pep in my step. And um, I knew that's what this team needed after coming off of a, lo- coming off of a loss. And um, just, just lucky, like, my teammates, I'm just so thankful. They let me be me, and I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them. So, um, yeah, I'm just, just really thankful. Clark now with 3,569 career points. You think all those WNBA teams, even the ones that don't get her, 
are going to be thrilled when when her team comes into their building? Oh, definitely. But that's funny that she said she was really feeling it. It's like, uh-oh. <laughs> Someone <laughs> yeah. like her who even puts up, you know, 30 points when she's on an off night. It's it kind of like a little bit of Travis Kelsey. Uh, you know, why don't they cover Travis Kelsey? Come tournament time, I'm triple teaming Caitlin Clark. Like, what? you don't need to be a brilliant coach to say, let's let someone else beat us. Everybody already does, and she had 49 last night. Yeah. Uh, men's college basketball, number two, Purdue over Minnesota, 84-76. To the NBA, we'll begin in Utah. Lester gets it back to Clay. He's got Kessler on him on the left wing. Dribbles into a three and rails it right in Kessler's grill. Uh-uh. 112-96. <laughs> Get down with your bad self, Clay Thompson. How good is Tim Roy on Warriors Radio? The Warriors beat the Jazz 140-137. Clay Thompson, 35 points off the bench. I embraced it before tip. And, uh, I mean, I deserved it, really. I didn't didn't respond to the not playing at the end of the game well last night. I kind of took it out on the assistant coaches, and I apologized to those guys before the game. And I think that really let uh, my guard down and let me just be myself out there. How do you not love this story? I yeah. Perloff's poo-pooing it, like, oh, Clay Thompson coming off the bench. Why Why when he's, wasn't he playing that that well the rest of the season, I like it. Yeah. This is a dude who hasn't been a, a come off the bench since his rookie season. March 11th, 2012. He's a four-time champion. Yeah. He's one of the greatest shooters of all time. Totally humbled in a different part of his career now. And he's not sulking. He's not asking for a trade. He's not being a pain in the ass. He's going out and contributing to a win. Wait, wait, wait. you make it sound like it's something that's been going on for so long. This is his first time in how many years? <laughs> yeah, 12 years. Whatever. I like it. I don't know. Something funny has been going on with Clay. There's mm-hmm. been just weird energy around Clay up and down all year long. I, if you guys saw, he didn't shake Steph's hand at one point yeah, in the game I, a couple nights ago. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, oh, now he shows up after being one for nine last the night before yeah. okay, from but, three. But here's the thing. Don't you get... Don't you get a little time when you're an all-time great player like this and Klay Thompson is is a champion to adjust to a new phase in your career? Like, we're not used to that now. For some reason, our all-time great players now just are amazing until they ride off into the sunset, right? I uh, Well, besides well, LeBron's a little bit of a... LeBron and Brady. Still like an all-NBA yeah. player. Right. Yeah, I'm saying LeBron and Brady, but those are the two all-time freaks. I'm not sure that those are models for no, anybody. No, but like Aaron Rodgers is going to attempt to do this. I mean, Kevin Durant is really pushing the envelope now. Was he 35? And he's still averaging 28? Like, you know, like... Aging seeing... is just not what it used to be in sports. Yeah. Nope. No, even I'm, for seven footers. So well, that's again, my point. Like Clay, Clay should not be as bad as he's been all year. But, no, but he's got those crippling injuries, not, though. Yeah, yeah I, just, I mean that's probably true. I he's just also like the lucky fact that he's he not that get, bitter. He's also lucky, and this goes back to what he just said in the cut about yelling at the assistant coaches. He's also fortunate that he didn't just get benched completely; that he still had a chance. to Yeah, I mean, I think he's had an attitude problem all year, and it just bothers me a little bit. Now he steps up and plays his best game because he got benched. Like, where was that game before? Well, I I, I like the a superstar gets humbled. Obviously, and instead of taking his ball and going home, he owns it, takes mm-hmm. accountability. Even if it didn't happen immediately, okay, give him a couple days. He takes accountability, and he still contributes to a win. I like that. I mean, actually, the, the real story here is what happens to the Warriors. Can they get back in the mix? Mm-hmm. Because they're playing like a different team now. That's true. We have uh, reached NBA All-Star Weekend in Indianapolis. Saturday night, a really cool event. Warriors star Steph Curry will go up against WNBA star Sabrina Ionescu of the New York Liberty in a three-point shooting contest. Curry said Ionescu's performance during the three-point contest at WNBA All-Star Weekend got him thinking. This summer, knew she was in three-point contest. 
didn't know 37 points was coming. Then there was just this big bomb that went off on, you know, the reaction around that fast forward eight months later, seven months later, whatever it is, where we're having this this moment and re, re- or reshaping how people think about, you know, just competition in general. Like, that was on a uh, Zoom call yesterday. INSQ was also on the Zoom. She's looking forward to the showdown and what it will mean for women's basketball. For me, it's just continuing to to raise the bar and to put us and give us the opportunities to be on this platform um understanding you know it being on tv and and young girls and young boys being able to watch it and and understanding how important visibility is and knowing that there's going to be a young kid who maybe hasn't watched many w WNBA games but is going to watch and tune into this and what my younger son wants to tune into this. He thinks this is pretty cool. So really? I think a mission accomplished here. What is he? Why do you think he wants well, to watch it? Well, he wanted to go to a game in the, in the playoffs, and all the games were sold out. So the WBA game. Yeah, the, yeah yep. so he really wants to see INSQ, such something about her, the flair and everything. And and, and he loves Steph Curry, too. So like he, it's like going to be like the greatest thing to see this tomorrow night. Yeah, it's interesting. And I, I don't know how to feel about this, to be honest. Really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I like it. Uh, it's fine. It's just... I'm not. Sh- I guess I'm just not sure. I don't know. It's not a battle of the sexes thing. Right. She doesn't really have is... anything to lose here. This is all positive energy. Uh, I think. I, I don't. Yes, it does feel positive. I'm a little concerned about what the backlash. And maybe she doesn't care, and nor should she. But is there going to be a backlash if she loses? I, I think that there are going to be people. And listen, there's jerks out there, no matter what. But are mm-hmm. people going to be eager to sort of metaphorically dunk on her? if she doesn't perform well. And like, that's not a reason not to do it. You should not take, you know, not do something just because of a fear of potential failure and she might win, who knows. But I'm a, f- I, I don't know. I, I'm just curious to see what, what the yeah. reaction will be if she loses. Does it soften the blow a little bit in a loss if you lose to the greatest three-point shooter of all time? Like in some ways, I think that helps her. Like she's not going up against Jalen Brunson. Like, you know, like he, she's going up against who, right. Steph Curry could smoke Anybody who's ever lived in a three-point shootout, losing to him, there's really no shame in that. And the reason why she's in this is because of, as I yeah. said, what she did over the summer, which is something that nobody's ever done. Right. Um. So I, I don't know. I think that again, if she was, then, so she wins. What does she get a pat on the head? You no, know, I think like, I think you say like, wow, that's that's incredible. That, that like she took that performance in Las Vegas in the summer, and she was able to do it on an even bigger right. stage against who we think is the greatest shooter ever. Like I think she has a, I think there's a lot to gain with this. Well, they did have for for years that sort of WNBA NBA competition thing, like Two skills. Thing, yeah. yeah, and I yeah. think, I mean, there's nothing that America's ever cared less about in the history of sports than that event. It wasn't it wasn't because it was women and men. It was just yeah. such a stupid event. Well, here's the thing: I think yeah. the biggest proponent and champion of women's basketball has been men's basketball. Like the one of the the guys who. I think appreciate the women's professional players the most are the men's professional sure. players. I mean, they put them over to use a wrestling term all <laughs> the time because they recognize the skill. They realize how to obviously how talented these women are, how hard they work. They can, it's athlete to athlete. They in, go to the games respect. too, and they, they go to the games. They watch the games. They go to the games. And like I, I don't know if you have to. The last people you'd have to prove anything to would be the other basketball players. So again, I, this is for the public, and I don't know. But I think it's, I think it's just, I think it's more fun, and maybe I'm being naive. I think it's more fun than maybe I think. You, you, I, I don't take it as like seriously. I guess I think to me, it's like Sabrina Ionescu is a sniper, and again, what she did in, in that 
women's right. three-point shootout was incredible, truly incredible. So to say, okay, let's see what happens. You put her against the best men's shooter. What does that happen? Yeah. Like to me, like the college the college basketball women's versus men's three-point, like that always is a, a fun time. They do it in the Madonna All-American game as well. Right, right. Like it's always fun and we don't like look at it as all, it's like what does that mean that the women lost or whatever, like. I think this is just going to be a fun time. Listen, maybe and maybe that's me showing sort of some of uh, you know some of my baggage and scars and stuff like that. Where I, mm-hmm. it's hard to think that this is just going to be played, and if she loses, it's still going to be this great celebration mm-hmm. of her. Yeah. And maybe that's just me because I maybe came up in a different era. I don't know, but I hope I hope that's the case. To, to your point, and and I think it would absolutely suck if she gets a lot of like anti-female backlash after after this event. But the thing I would say about her and watching a lot of her play for the Liberty the last couple of years, she, she seems to be a very well-liked person in general in the sports world. Like there's nothing about her that at least that I've seen that has rubbed people the wrong way. No, like she... there's nothing in your face about her. She just goes about her business and shoots the basketball, and she's a good basketball player. I think that helps her in this event that she's a well-liked well, person. And she was anointed by Kobe Bryant. Yeah. And Kobe loved her, and that, I think, it goes a long, long way. Uh, and she's a great player. I mean, personally, I hope Monday she's not the headline. I hope Micah Parsons having a minor injury in the All-Star <laughs> game. Is that wrong? Is it, oh, wait, that's I can't say that out loud. <laughs> no, you cannot hope that Micah Parsons uh, tweaks a knee. No, 8-5-5, yes. It, I think Micah Parsons in the celebrity game is going to be a sneaky big story this this weekend. That is going to be he's really wild good. to see. 855-212-4CBS. Peter, thank you so much. 855-212-4227. All right, we get to it. Our NBA all-time slam, slam dunk contest draft comes your way next. Maggie Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. Welcome back. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. Morning show here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, NBA All-Star Weekend. Got us talking about the dunk contest, Perloff's favorite topic along with mock drafts. <laughs> yeah, it's actually one and two in my <laughs> all-time things. I know you. Uh, okay, so we decided to do something a little fun here. We're going to do an all-time NBA slam dunk contest draft. So if we could draft the greatest, what are we doing? Slam dunk champions yeah. to a team, if you will, between me, Perloff, and EJ. Pete, you don't want to do this one? No. Okay. Pete's boycotting the NBA for reasons unknown <laughs> for the last It's a dunk contest. Okay, dunk contest. Um, it's angry that Mac McClung's doing it, though. That's <laughs> yeah. right. He's okay. protesting Mac McClung. Spud Webb, and that's it. <laughs> Maybe he'll make the Ooh. list. And Jordan. <laughs> All right. Well, you're basically doing it now. Try the corner. Why do you want to do it? No, no, no. Uh, you got three of the ones on my... Okay. Anyway. Yeah, so we mean, got the order. Perloff goes first, then me, then EJ. I need to trade the pick. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. 
Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Why? I can't do number one. Why? Because you're making me choose between my two favorites of all time. I'm Listen, sorry. I mean, Look, come the, on. The, the, I mean, maybe not in this NFL draft, but the Commanders or the yeah. Bears, I'm sure they have two guys they like, too. I'm sure well, they want to have Marvin Harrison and Caleb. They well, can't both. I mean, can I trade with New England? Who's got the three pick? Maybe I will That's go down me. to three. Oh, no, I don't, don't make one. me do this. Don't make me choose between the two greatest North Carolina Tar Heels of all time. Well, Perloff, you're on the clock. All right. This Ooh. is the all-time NBA slam dunk champion draft. I mean... All right, fine. You cannot pick against a, uh, a human being who actually is the only human being ever to have the power of flight, and that is Michael Jordan is my number one. Regrettably, I can't believe I'm doing this because I love you, Vince. You're my favorite, but I got to go Jordan. Well, this is just easy pickings for me. Give me Vince Carter all day. Can we get a little Vince Carter highlight? All right, here is Vince Carter with his first shot. Let's go home. Let's go home. Can I get it through the legs, Dunk? Can I get Vince Carter just being amazing? Give me Vince. All right, EJ, you're up. Okay, so I have the next pick here, number three. And we're doing a snake style, right? So I got four as well. Okay, so uh, number three, very easy. I feel like I'm going to smoke you guys now. I got the greatest dunk contest dunker of all time, Zach Levine. Okay, you put Jordan on your back. You had to do something special. He says, I want a 50. I don't want 49. Don't want 48. Give me 50, New York judges. <laughs> <laughs> but Kenny was the all with the great commentary. He's got him on his feet again. He's got you on his feet again. Put your hands in the air. That's crazy. He throws it. He puts it behind his back. He's not even worried about it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, Zach Levine, incredible. So he's my number three pick, and I got the fourth pick here. And look, if I'm going to put the greatest dunk contest team together, why not put the two guys who had the greatest dunk contest ever, in my opinion? So I'm going with Aaron Gordon for my fourth pick, a guy who did not actually win the dunk contest, but he'd be my fourth pick. So, uh, Pete, cut 15, please, of Aaron Gordon. That might be Alfred Payton in that mascot. Getting a let's go home from Kenny is like the equivalent of whatever I, you know, you get it's like a Vern Lundquist, like, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> so, so the all time. Anyway, uh, okay, next for me, I'm up. Can I get Nate Robinson, who won this dunk contest three different times, jumping over Spud Webb? This may be 50, Kenny. 50, Kenny. 50! Oh! Over at the spot, gave him the pass, and the crowd just went crazy. 
there Magic you go. Johnson with the assist there. Uh, what do you have, Perloff? You're up. Uh, how many rounds are we going? We got to go we'll three go, now. We'll go until the segment's over. Okay. Uh, then, wow. I'm gonna, Okay, I see the way you guys are going. You guys are only doing people you've seen play. So I am going to go Dominique Wilkins here to take him off the board while I can. Cut 23. That even has the Chicago fans humming because the power that Dominique has. Here he comes up in the air. Look at the legs. Look at the arms. The windmill and power. Yeah, I mean, Dominique was born to be in slam dunk contest. Talk about a guy who was in the GOAT conversation and never <laughs> came close to winning. Neek is the best. All right, my next pick, I'm going to go with someone I did not see play, but that doesn't mean I'm not a student of the game. Give me Dr. J. Give me oh, Julius Irving. Crap. The free throw line dunk. Here we go. Can he do what he did in 76? Oh, Doc flying down the lane for the slam. Look at his takeoff point, John. Oh, man, that's what makes this move. Julius did it all, and Julius gets the first 50 of the day. Perfect. Do you know Julius, uh, Dr. J, like, dunked within the last 10 years? Incredible. Filing a protest here. I assumed you guys were going to ignore Dr. J and let him fall to me. You can't take Dr. J from me. I just took him. That's your fault. Well, I mean, you guy. left. You left. You put Nate Robinson over Dominique Wilkins. I figured you guys didn't understand how this thing worked. <laughs> I love Dr. J. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, EJ, this might be the last one. Yeah. So this is my. This is yeah. This would be the last yeah. pick for me. Oh, tough one here. Actually, I'm call audible. I was gonna go one way, but actually, I'm gonna go with Jason Richardson. This is cut 17. P. Jason Richardson, two-time Slam Dunk champion. Has to jump off two feet also. <laughs> Jason Richardson, one of the most underrated dunk contest guys. People don't give him enough credit. He was awesome. He so really Jason Richardson, great. Michigan State, he's my uh, my final pick. Those are all great. Can we, by the way, we collect last. Can we play the Cedric Sabalas blindfold sound? That made me laugh <laughs> so hard. Now we got some creativity here now. I'm not believing this. Blind. Here comes Sabalos. Yes! Perfect score of 50 for Cedric Sabalos. The only one tonight. We all agree he could see, right? There's no <laughs> way he was blindfolded or he could see. He went from the half court line. It's one of the great conspiracy theories of all time. It's like the frozen envelope <laughs> with Patrick Ewing draft and Cedric Sabalos could see. Okay, Perloff, you got you took Michael Jordan. Who was your second one? Uh, Dominique. Dominique, and who's your third one? I don't think I got the three. Did Cedric I? Sabalos. Cedric oh, <laughs> said Sabalos. I took Vince Carter, Nate Robinson, and Dr. J. EJ took Zach Levine, Aaron Gordon, Jason Richardson. That is your NBA slam dunk all-time draft. That game pro off. Coming up, bold predictions for the second half of the NBA season. These are spicy. Got them next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.